0: The rock scene when I was a kid, when I first started going to shows, it um, was cheap, it was inexpensive and there was a lot of it. Uh, Sunshine Inn in Asbury Park, place that's not there anymore, four dollars a ticket. You know, 1972, 1973, four dollars a ticket. Um, the Academy of Music on 14th Street, which was totally the old vaudeville theater, later became the Palladium that place was out of control. It was an old vaudeville theater, beautiful place. Um, the kind of way those theaters get when they're kind of messed up from rock shows, but together, good place to see a show. Tickets, $5.50 and $7. Two shows a night. Two shows a night. So if I went up to see Roxy Music, I could see Roxy Music twice in one night, and they do different sets. The whole crowd would get kicked out. You know, first show was at seven and the second show was like at eleven. Um, it was awesome and relatively speaking, it was a lot more inexpensive. It was awesome and, uh, and the whole place was a trip. I saw Hawkwind, Iggy and the Stooges, the first show, A Kiss, all at that one place in, in, uh, on 14th Street. And it was a different world. Concerts were automatically uh, more geared towards the halls. And I think it was the whole leftover uh, festival mentality from Woodstock you know that kind of made concerts bigger than they were. So there were really cool theaters everywhere. Uh, in Passaic there was Capitol Theater in Asbury Park. this is just in my childhood. let's see there was the Sunshine Inn in Asbury Park, Convention hall, casino and then in further on New Jersey there was uh, the uh, what that was I was just saying uh, the Capitol Theatre five or six places in New York, three or four places in Philly, you could go anywhere and see shows. And the shows ran all week, it wasn't just weekends and stuff. Um, it was a really good time. You know, when I was a kid, I thought that that time would last forever. I had no idea, you know, that, uh, that the rock market would shrink, you know, that it would shrink and the ticket prices would go up and up. First discovered the whole concert thing in New York, we would take the train up and it. Of course, in those days, you could still smoke on the train. And the the train, New Jersey Transit, was like this hell ride for concerts. Just this long, basically, a submarine on wheels filled with freaks smoking pot and like lighting firecrackers off inside the train, scaring everybody else. And so this whole acid dosed, drunk, stoned, drugged out crowd would get off and then file on straight up into Madison Square Garden to see like Bowie Diamond Dogs or Alice Cooper Billion Dollar Babies. It was awesome, and they, uh, the bands at the time kept trying to outdo each other for big stage shows, so the stage shows got bigger, bigger, and more ridiculous, and more ridiculous, and it was, it was just great. Uh, like I said, I saw Bowie Diamond Dogs, Heroes, so we started up a band called Shrapnel. In Shrewsbury in Red Bank, New Jersey, and we started playing Seabees. And uh, what's interesting to note is that All the time that punk rock thing was going on, the famous punk rock CBGBs, the old school rock was still going on around the corner and people started choosing their sides, you know. So uh, the original days of CBGBs wasn't as punk rock as people think it was. The guys on stage looked punk rock. They had short hair, but the crowd was kind of these disenfranchised freaks like hippies left over from a couple years ago. I mean, we're only talking 76 here, you know. it, it, it took a long time for the for the the crowd to actually start looking like the bands, and it actually it wasn't until England, Sex Pistols, made it a fascist statement that they uh, people started actually getting the hair short. I mean your average person. And New York went like that, and in a weird New York was really cool at that time because there was all kinds of stuff going on. Max's Kansas City was still open, um, so you could go you could get in a cab and go to Max's and see one band. I remember seeing uh The first tour of Devo and the B-52s, and then going downtown to see Dead Boys, and then going around the corner to see uh, who was it It was like the the beginning of the Stray Cats when the Stray Cats first started, and uh, all at the same time. Eventually, it kind of ate itself up. Um, Of course, at the same time, all this stuff is going on. Disco is huge. Disco is king. You know. It is all in the same city. Disco is the winning thing and the club scene revolved around disco even more so than the punk rock scene did. Um, It just made more money, it brought more people and eventually the punk rock club scene kind of melted in with the disco scene to open places like Mud Club that were dance joints basically. I mean they called themselves hipster joints and cool and were going to be punk rock but really by any other name it was a dance joint and uh, all the punk bands started dying, I mean physically dying, you know, like guys were like OD'ing all over the place. New Wave came in, New Wave was on the radio. Um, The Ramones had kind of peaked at that point and the art crowd came in and started claiming all these old punk rock places. Uh, You know, No Wave music, Uh, Lydia Lunch, um, you know, Teenage Lunch, with James Chance and the Impossibles or whatever the hell. And it was like no wave music. Basically not, it was not very rock and roll. It was more like art thing. And with that, I mean, I remember watching it before my eyes. So all of a sudden, there was nothing to go see. It was like this art had taken over and the punters, your average guys, had nowhere to go except for the discos, which was unfortunate, you know? It's like, oh, where do we go to rock? And I think, never been the same in New York and since then. I mean the garden shows still went on um, the Academy of Music turned into the Palladium and that ran shows for a while Judas Priest Motorhead stuff like that but by the time the late 80's came along it was it, it was gone it, that the Palladium turned into a disco and uh, again they just kinda like alright that's it you know the people have spoken Your mass audience has spoken. Hey hey This is Dave Window from Monster Magnet. Uh, Come back to RockScene.com where you can see lots and lots of cool stuff. Um, Watch how be a part of um, a scene of journalism and a music scene that was so potent that it still resonates today. I mean we're talking like a renaissance of music and journalism. Um, It doesn't exist now. I know the stuff is flashier and shinier now but I mean This is well worth taking a look into. It's an education in uh, how to, uh, to love music and portray music and to actually make some money on it at the same time. Yes, it is possible to be good and to make money. Okay? So, come back.